Hello and welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wonderful world of Nintendo. I am Michael, the Lone Wolf Revet, and you may notice that I'm starting it out, and that's because I'm all by myself this week. My buddy James, the Mott's Montemagno, is actually on the road. He's traveling and enjoying the holiday. So I am here to kind of cover everything with you uh, a little more personal this time. So let's just jump right into the news. And I think this is one of the most exciting things I've seen in quite a while. This is something that Mott's and I had talked about a couple episodes back. I think maybe maybe in a couple months back now, um, but it has been confirmed. Universal Studios has said they have begun construction on the Super Nintendo theme park. I cannot wait. I think this is going to be amazing. They've said that they've dedicated a huge slice of the park for Nintendo, and I think that's going to be so exciting. You know, they've hinted at what we're going to see. There was a map floating around, but I definitely do not think that that map is legit. I don't believe it's legit. It looks a little fan-made, if you ask me. But some of the things they've mentioned in the announcement trailer that came out a couple months back was Princess Peach's castle as well as Bowser's castle. And there's rumors that we're going to have a Mario Kart racing track, which I think would be fantastic. That'll be a blast. Right now, Nintendo plans an opening uh, Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan before the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. Later after that, it hasn't been given a definitive date yet, but we're going to be seeing it coming to Hollywood and Orlando. Now for me, Orlando is the key. That's the one I want to go to. I hope that it's somewhere in the ballpark. I I don't think they've even started in Orlando yet, so it'll probably be much later than 2020. But with Disney already has Avatar, but coming out with Star Wars and Universal has Harry Potter and soon to be the Nintendo theme park. I, I'm, I just can't wait. I already know that I'm taking a trip. I need to see that stuff. So awesome news starting off the podcast. Then we're going to get into something a little less awesome. If you're an Amiibo collector, there's already news coming out that the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Piranha Plant is selling out everywhere. There's Already news that the popular Japanese retailer, Amazon Japan, has run out of stock. They have nothing left. And that's for the pre-orders. They don't even have things they're selling yet. That's pre-order only. They're already running out of stock. So this can't be good. This doesn't even come out until February 15th of next year, and they're already out of stock. It isn't really clear what is the reason for the shortage. Some say that it was the huge demand, you know, that people just really, really want the Piranha Plant Amiibo. Others are starting to think that this is just sort of what Nintendo does, right? We've seen this before with other things. Nintendo just just doesn't make enough. <laughs> they don't put out enough stuff, whether that's intentional or they just aren't good at anticipating demand. But it seems like Nintendo has a way of wanting these uh the this demand high and supply low they they seem like they want to 
they like to make that. It happened with the NES Classic. It happened a couple of times with other things. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a combination of things. Part of the problem is that people are concerned. This is a sign for things to come when it comes to the states. Are we going to see a shortage? Is it going to be a shortage here? And at the moment, uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. It is limited in certain places. I think primarily Best Buy is one of those, but it seems like you can still get access to them. So if you do see it pop up and you are somebody that does want this Amiibo, you should absolutely jump on it. You shouldn't even question it. Just get it because the demand is so high right now. I think there's definitely value in having this. It is a collector's item and it's going to be worth more than probably what you pay for it. The other characters that are set to release in the same day, the King K rule, the ice climbers, they don't seem to be having the same problem. So it does seem that it is just a matter of the demand is so high for that amiibo. Now we're going to get into some of the game news coming out this week. First up, Super Mario Odyssey has released two new outfits to celebrate the holiday season. I love when any game does anything for the holidays. It always gets me excited. It's always something that I just think is a lot of fun and it just kind of, I don't know, it gets me in the spirit. So they've come out with a Santa hat and a Santa outfit. The Santa hat is going to cost you 500 coins. The Santa outfit is going to cost you 1,000 coins. And if those weren't enough, that 1,500 coins, for 10,000 coins, you can get an 8-bit Mario cap. So what the cap is going to do is it's going to turn you and Cappy into the iconic pixelated version of Mario from like Super Mario Brothers. Very, very cool. It looks amazing. Uh, I don't know if it's worth the 10000 for me. I don't think that it any of these would probably get me to just jump back in just for the sake of having them. But I think it is an awesome outfit. It's probably my favorite that I've seen so far. So check those out if you're interested. So now we've got some news on Pokemon Let's Go and the verdict is out. It is a huge, huge hit. Everybody wants it. Everybody is just in love with this game. It is doing amazing numbers. The Japanese chart figures have come out for the November 12th to the 18th time slot. And apparently Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee have gotten the top spot. No surprise there. They ran away with it. But what was really the surprise is how much they ran away with it. The lead was significant. It was huge. The sales for the first couple of days, I think three days, they did 661,240 games sold. Now, by comparison, Fallout 76 did roughly 60,000 games. So it just gives you a rough idea of what the difference was. I mean, Pokemon just destroyed the competition and Fallout was in second place. It destroyed them. Now, this is also just physical sales. And these are just the Japanese numbers. Nintendo has 12 of the top 20 in Japanese sales. The first is obviously Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's go Eevee. We're just bundling those. Uh, then is Fallout 76 in second place, followed by Super Mario Party, which did mm, 21,000 in sales. Then you have Call of Duty Black Ops, Hitman 2, Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS managed to do great numbers. Then it just keeps on going with Mario Kart 8, 
Red Dead Redemption 2, Splatoon 2, and Minecraft Nintendo Switch Edition. That's just the top 10 alone. So you can see Pokemon is just crushing it. It is just doing fantastic numbers. And it is also pushing sales for the Switch, which is exactly something we had said would happen. It's exactly what we want to see. I think that their Nintendo is still a ways off from hitting their number. I think they're still going to struggle with it a little bit. But this is what you want. You have these games that are now generating sales. This is this is it. This is the key. The Switch, for what it's done this week in Japanese numbers, has been 200,000 units sold. Last week, it did 54,000. So the fact that Pokemon came out, it bumped it up roughly 150,000 more units. Now, PlayStation is in second place with 8,900 units, 9,000 units compared to the 200,000 the Switch is selling. The Pokemon factor is a real thing. I mean, clearly this drives sales. This is just doing amazing numbers. And then as if that wasn't enough, we've gotten more news after the fact. So you have the Japanese chart, which is covering the 12th of the 18th of November. Then Pokemon Company themselves has released numbers, and they say that they have done 3 million copies worldwide in one week. One week. That is Nintendo's fastest selling game since launch, and it is even beaten Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It beat both of them fastest selling game. Amazing. Now, not everybody is happy about Pokemon. Unfortunately, you do have people that are just, for whatever reason, just angry, angry people. And it's leading to them review bombing Pokemon on various websites all across the internet. So despite the popularity, there's just people that are angry. And if you don't know, review bombing refers to the act of users spamming negative reviews on websites, whether that be something like an IGN or uh, Metacritic is a perfect example, or maybe Amazon, just throwing out negativity, rating it as low as they possibly can on those platforms, because they're upset that maybe it's not the game they wanted. A lot of the fans are saying that it's a cash grab or that it was a trash version of Pokemon. Maybe it's offensive. I don't know why the, any of these things would be the case. I think it's just people whining that it's just not the game that they wanted. I think that um, it's pretty upsetting. It's pretty sad that somebody has to do this. I mean, we've seen it, you know, people feel entitled. They feel like they've dedicated a lot of time. They've put a lot of money or or, uh, of, or or their own time into these games and they feel like they are owed something. As a gamer, I, I guess I don't share in that theory. I don't, I don't share in that, that feeling, you know, I'm, I'm happy to play what I'm given or I don't buy it. It's it's pretty simple, really. And not only that, we already know we're getting a core Pokemon game next year. I know that Pokemon Let's Go is not for me. Pokemon Go was fun. I do play it occasionally, but it's not the Pokemon game that I love. It's not all about you as a gamer. It's for everybody to get involved. This is a perfect stepping stone for them to do better when the core game comes out. And I'm all for that. Whether I want this game or not, I, I I believe in the idea. If this was all we were getting, I'd be more upset because it's just not the Pokemon I know and love. But 
again, I just wouldn't buy it. It's not up for me to review it negatively just because it's not the game I want. We saw this with you know Blizzard and Diablo Immortal coming out. People feel that they're upset. It's not what they expect. It's not what they put their money into or their time into. And I know that this is probably a, um, a controversial opinion that I have on this, but it's a game. You know, get over it. it. It's a game. So if you are somebody that has an uh, upset and have been, you know, review bombing uh, Pokemon Let's Go, move on. It, you're going to get your core game next year. Just chill out. Now, something else has come up to our attention, and it is Smash Brothers Ultimate. You may have heard of it. It's a game coming out very, very soon. There was a couple directs about it. I don't know. You might have missed it. But apparently, it is setting records. It is the best pre-selling Smash game ever, and it's the best pre-selling Switch game ever. So to say demand is high is uh, probably an understatement. It's definitely going to do well. Now, to continue with Smash Brothers, there's been more news about it and that there's already people claiming they have the game. It's not just a single case. There's several people saying they have the physical game and they've started to leak it, which is unfortunate because a lot of people don't want that. They don't want to know the news. We will not report on these leaks. We don't want to partake in that. We don't want to ruin it for somebody. We don't want to ruin it for ourselves. So if it's something you're super interested in, you can go to other sites. I'm sure they'll be covering it. But we want to tell you more as a warning that there could be some leaks out there. So if this is a game that you're excited about, and obviously from the time our podcast comes out, it's it's like a week and a half away until it's released. Um, just avoid it. You know, Try to avoid it the best you can. Hopefully nobody ruins it for you. That would be a shame, but it's out there. People apparently have the game and they are leaking you know, some content. Now to go back to Pokemon Go, as we were talking about a little bit before, it is seeing some updates this week. And one of them is huge. It's something that fans have been asking for, have been desperate for, and it's just been begging for. And you're finally getting your wish. You can now hold up to 2,000 Pokemon. And this is big because obviously we're getting more and more that we can catch and we can now keep them without having to sort of pick only our favorites and then get rid of the rest. I think this is a huge, huge step. Very happy about this. Also, we've gotten some news on Community Day coming out. Every Pokemon species featured in the past events will be returning once again for this special weekend long event. So if Pokemon Go is something you're still super excited for. I'm sure you're going to be ecstatic about this. Now, it's going to be kicking off Friday the 30th. So if you're hearing this, you still got a little time to kind of prep for it. Um, and then it runs until Sunday the 2nd of December. Now, some of the features in this community day will be Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, Eevee, Dratini. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, they're going to be back. They're going to be more frequently appearing in the wild. I know for me, Charmander is one that I've been trying to find because I'm trying to level up mine. So I'll probably be hunting for them. Squirtle, I don't even think I have. So that would be another great one for me to get. Also, during the event, there's going to be special bonuses, which are going to include the double catch XP, double catch Stardust, and double incubator effectiveness. Now, these are set for different regions and different time periods, Europe, 
the Middle East, Africa, India, you're going to be looking at these bonus times from December 1st from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. If you're in the Americas or Greenland, it's going to be December 1st from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then if it's Asia Pacific, you're going to be December 2nd from 12 p.m. until 3 p.m. Now let's get into new accessories coming out. I mean, there is so much happening right now. Obviously, there's sales and deals and all kinds of stuff, whether it was Black Friday and hopefully you got out there and took advantage of some stuff, or it's just continuing deals coming out for the holidays and everybody's getting just pumped up for Christmas. One of those things is the limited edition Super Smash Brothers Amiibo box. It's going to include 63 different Amiibos. Amazon Japan will sell a giant collection. They're saying that this is going to be available on launch day, December 7th. And the catch is they're only making 50 of them. So you had better have your click finger ready if that is something you're interested in. They have not given a price yet. I would expect this to be several hundred dollars. I cannot see it going for very cheap. And just keep in mind that the finished roster for Super Smash Brothers is 74 characters. This is going to have 63 characters. So obviously those other 11 are on you to get when they come out. You have to be able to grab them. Now, what is included will be Ridley, Inkling Girl, and Wolf. And it also looks like it's going to include the additional amiibos that don't come out until February 15th. So King K. Rule, Ice Climbers, and Piranha Plant, which we were just talking about. So if they've already got these set aside, this could be huge for some collectors. But the fact that those don't come out until February 15th, it would have to make us assume that while this may be available on December 7th, probably for a very limited amount of time, uh, you probably won't be seeing it shipped until after the 15th because that's when these other Amiibos are available. So I would I would have to guess that you're going to be buying in early December. You're probably not going to see it until the end of February. Just something to keep in mind. One other big sale item. At the time of this recording, the, the sale item was actually better for Black Friday. Sandus on Amazon is selling a 400 gigabyte micro SD card for $79.99, which was $170 savings. But before I started recording, I jumped back in. I wanted to see if this was still available. And at the moment, it is $119. So it's $130 savings still which is still a deal. And if that is still too much, there's a 256 gig for $39.99. I'm even considering buying that right now and I don't even need it because it's, that's, that's a, that is a steal. That is a great, great deal. You know, For 256, you're still saving almost half. It's roughly $32 savings. So 44, 45%. I think it's still a deal. It's still fantastic. If those are something you need or you just want to back up on, then you will be good to go. I Hopefully, this will still be going when our podcast comes out. But at the time of recording, which it is Saturday evening, uh, these deals are on right now. 
So let's jump into bestsellers. I think it's to no surprise the top 10 has not moved too terribly much. There's been some amazing deals going on, some great, great deals for the Black Friday and cyber deals that Nintendo's been advertising. But in the one and two spot, you have Pikachu and then Eevee, followed by Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is still in pre-order. So it's holding down the third spot, followed by Bouncy Bob in four, Diablo three in five, Super Mario Party in six, Undertale, which is currently 15% off in seventh, then Skyrim, which is currently 50% off in eight, Snipper Clips back up onto the onto our radar here, 50% off. Great, great deal. I think it's currently $10 right now. It's a, it's a fantastic game. It will really test your relationship or your friendship because the game can really, really get you. It's a puzzle game where you are working with or against your partner to shape your character using scissors to like clip them and shape them so you can solve a puzzle. Uh, it's, it's a blast. It's really, really well done. It's super cute. But if you're on the fence about it, there is a demo available for it. So you might as well just try it. And then right now, 50% off. Great deal. 10 bucks. Followed by Rocket League rounding off the top 10 in the 10 spot at 40% off. Just some fantastic games right now. For the top 30, any new debuts, we always like to kind of give them a shout out and see where they fell. Right now in the 12th spot is Civ 6. So it didn't break that top 10, but it's doing very good. I mean, there's some some big heavy hitters that people want to play. Uh, Civ 6, doing all right. I'm, I'm still interested in this game. I mean, I would love to play it. I just, I'm, I'm really skeptical of how it's going to control. I'm, I'm, I've got to find some reviews on this or, or see. I wish they had a demo because I really, really want to try it out. I'm just, I'm just scared that it, it, it may be better on a, on a PC. All right, so that gets us to the new releases for this week from November 26th to December 2nd. We're breaking it down, all of the new games. Retail releases comes up first. On November 26th, we have Atari Flashback Classics. So if you're a big Atari fan, there you go. It's $40. Then we have Spin Tires, Mud Runner, American Wilds for $40. That's on November 27th. And something I'm kind of excited about is November 30th, we have ARC Survival Evolved for $50. Now, it's interesting because this doesn't show up. I We put it on the list because currently GameStop has this listed. I don't know if they have some sort of exclusive. It doesn't say that they have an exclusive. It doesn't show up on the Nintendo website. I haven't been able to find any other confirmation, but they have it listed as November 30th. So I guess we will see. There's also no digital download for this, which I find to be kind of odd. I mean, there's usually at least a digital and physical release. So I guess we'll see. Um, As far as the game goes, it is something I'm very interested in playing. Then we have our digital downloads. November 27th, we have 99 Vitas Definitive Edition for $10, followed by This War of Mine Complete Edition for $40. Then on the 28th, we have Horizon Chase Turbo for $20, followed by R-Type Dimensions EX for $15. On November 29th, we have Abzu, Abzu, followed by Ikihabara Feel the Rhythm Remixed for $8. Now that's a game Mots would enjoy. Then Asterix and Obelix XXL2 for $50. Cattails for $15. Dexter Trip for 7 
And then Jelly Break, Gelly Break, not really sure. Gelly Break, I guess, for $35. Genso Kaiyo Defenders for $20. Nairi Tower of Shirin for $10. And then Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax for $10. On November 30th, we have Coffee Crisis for $10. Followed by Escape Dude Land for $10. Harvest Life for $30. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. It is listed on the site coming out the 30th, but they didn't list a price. So this makes me a little worried. Perhaps the game isn't planned on coming out. So we'll keep an eye on that one. The first tree for $10. And then on the first, we have Rock Boshers DX Director's Cut for $7. Now we're going to go back. We always do. We go back and kind of call out some of the things that are most interested. I already mentioned Ark Survival Evolved is one that kind of I would love to get the chance to play. If it's coming out, we will see. And then I'm really interested in this War of Mine Complete Edition. It's $40, but it does include quite a bit. So apparently, this it's a war game, and it looks similar to, uh, I, I guess I would say, uh, Fallout Shelter. If you've ever played Fallout Shelter on the Switch or on your phone, it kind of has that side view of, of a of a rundown house or, or something like that um, and it is during a war but you're not playing a soldier instead you're playing a civilian or a group of civilians i should say and you're just trying to survive so essentially that is the mechanics so you're struggling for food and medicine you're always under danger of having hostile people attacking you and snipers shooting at you and you're just trying to get through the day it's a it's a night day cycle so during the day you kind of maintain your fort or your shelter, I guess, um, because you're under sniper fire. So you really can't leave. And then at night, you pick your survivor, your civilian, and you send them out on missions. They have to be able to do the missions. So it, it seems really, really interesting. I like sort of this idea of you're not a soldier. You're just trying to get through while the war is kind of happening around you. And if you are interested, it seems like this version is the one to get. It's the complete edition. It includes the base game. It also includes the anniversary edition update, which I guess is a set of new characters to interact with, new locations to explore, uh, different endings. Then they have the Little Ones DLC, which is exploring the hardships of wartime survival as seen from an entirely new perspective, that of a child. So that sounds really, really interesting. That could that could be a whole different type of game within itself. Then there is the Father's Promise download, which is a standalone, I guess, t- like story that's set in the War of Mine. And then, and then last but not least, if you do get the complete edition for $40, you get any updates that are, will come out for free. So if you haven't played the game or you did and you loved it and you, you're really interested in it again, this seems like a great version. I, I'm personally very interested in it. I like the idea of the story. Another game that stands out to me is Abzu. And this one, you are basically, it's it's from the, the, the creators of Journey and Flower. So it's sort of this abstract, very, very beautiful game. And you are basically underwater and you're you're just diving you're trying to explore the ocean it seems very very beautiful the landscape is beautiful the music is beautiful the you have creatures fish swimming around you it's not quite earth 
um, but it's very similar. So you're going to see, you know, landscapes that you are familiar with, but maybe the colors aren't quite right or the creatures are slightly different. It looks gorgeous. It looks relaxing. It looks wonderful. The thing that may hold me up is I think the story may be too abstract. It does seem like there's a story there, but it doesn't, it, it, I'm not entirely sure what that story is. It seems it may be a little too abstract. It may be a little um, too difficult to kind of get through. I don't, I don't need the story sort of fed to me, but I like there being something. I don't like the idea of, oh, you're exploring and, and you have to find the story. You have to figure out the story. I, I, I don't always really love that kind of stuff. So we'll see. I think this is beautiful. I think this is something worth checking out. If you enjoyed Journey or Flower, this would probably be right up your alley. I have not played those, but I, I'm aware of them and they just didn't seem like games I would really enjoy. So while I love the atmosphere of this game, it may not be for me. The last one that I'm interested in is Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. I've played this on my phone. It's beautiful. It's it's just different. I like the pacing of it. The music in it and everything about it is extremely unique. So this is something that if it is coming out on the 30th, while we don't have a price, and it, it may even be free because I believe it was on my phone. Is this would be something absolutely worth checking out. It was just a great experience, and I've actually considered jumping on it again. And then that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the podcast. What you playing? And for me, Warframe. Warframe came out last week. Free game, free download, and it is amazing. Now, the gameplay... I've I've only scratched the surface, so I can't necessarily comment on that aspect of it. I will say that I think it's extremely interesting. I'm loving the idea of being sort of this space ninja, sort of kind of working through outer space, leveling up and working on my Warframe, my, my suit. But I want to say more specifically that this game is amazing because of what Panic Bun has been able to do with it and how well it runs on the Switch. It is a game that you would expect to see on your Xbox or your PlayStation or your computer. To be able to play this on the go is just it I mean it is a testament to them. It is it is a well done. It I haven't seen it chugging. I haven't had any issues with it stuttering or anything. It seems fine. It works great. I've played it on solo. I've played it in squads where I have other four other people who are all running through the game together. And they just did such a great job. They they really hit it out of the park. It is for free. You're crazy if you don't try it. You have to download this game. You have to at least try it and just see what the potential the Switch has. It it's it's mind-boggling what they were able to do. And then last but not least for me, I've been pl- playing a lot of Dragalia Lost. I finally got through the story. I finally put in the time and got through all of the story that we have up to this point. I know that more is supposed to be released very soon. So I wanted to at least be up to date on that. Um, And then they have recently come out with the Platinum Summon. So if you're somebody like me who has very few five-star adventurers, this may be something you'd be interested in because if you summon through the Platinum Summon, you are guaranteed a five-star character. Which is fantastic, right? Yeah, I mean, who who doesn't want a five star character? Now, the downside to the platinum summon is 
it's 1500 diamantium. That is the only way you can be a part of it. And if you play the game at all, you understand that diamantium is the one you actually get by paying real money. And 1500 diamantium actually equates to roughly $30 in the game. Now, what I will say is I held off on this. I did not uh, partake because I didn't want to spend $30. You know, I, I enjoy the game and I enjoy what they've got going on here. But $30 to me is is just is it's just astronomical for a mobile game. I'm sorry. No matter how much I enjoy it, I just have a tough time paying that much. But here is the thing. If you would like to be involved in the Platinum Summon, you do not have to pay the $30 because if you go into the shop and then go to the value packs, at the top, you're going to see a few different starter packs. These are one-time purchases that you can make. The very first one is beginner's pack. And then the beginner's pack includes a bunch of different stuff, things to help you level up characters and your dragon and things like that. But the key is it includes 1500 diamantium and then the cost $8. So for $8 now, which is something I did purchase, I think $8 to me is very reasonable. I don't mind, uh, you know, making that purchase and, and giving them a little bit of uh, support. Now, the way they broke it out, if you're interested in the Platinum Challenge, you already missed out on the five-star adventurer because when we come out, that has already ended. The five-star adventurer section was from the 22nd until the 25th. But if you are interested in the worm print, the day our podcast releases is the day that ends. So you have enough time to still get that. Personally, my money would be on either the adventure or the dragon. And if that is the case and you're in the same boat, you're in luck because on the 28th, the dragon five-star summon starts and that runs until the 1st of December. So you still have your chance to get a five-star dragon if you would like to spend a little bit of money and support the game. So that wraps it up. We did it. Just you and me, real personal, real one-on-one -on -one here. And I hope you enjoyed it. I really do. It was a blast to kind of be able to jump on here and just run through everything with you. So next week, we should be back to our regular schedule. And we look forward to, to, to doing this again with you. We always enjoy it. If you like what you hear and you want to contribute and help us out, please leave a review. Please let us know what we're doing right. Even let us know what we're doing wrong. We love to hear it. And we will talk to you next time.